Hey you, how's it going? My name is Ruby Price and you are listening to the 13th ever episode of Fresh From The Scene. Before this podcast gets going, I'm just going to say, you know, thanks for deciding to give it a go. Thanks for deciding to listen in. And thank you for everyone who has left a review or ever, you know, shared a podcast online somewhere. You know, it really, really helps the podcast out in terms of finding new listeners, in terms of, you know, getting new artists to come on because then they see that it's been shared and people are listening to this podcast. You know, it's just a couple of things that just, you know, really help out. So, you know, if you like this podcast, then feel free to share it on social media. Feel free to leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on. Yeah, just... um. Spread the word about Fresh From The Scene. If you weren't aware, the other week I did a radio show for the first time in like two years. I was on Radio Hood doing a one-off return of Rubes Off Camera. There will be a link in the description so that you can go and listen back to that show if you'd like. A lot of pop-punk, alternative rock, post-hardcore, that kind of stuff, you know. If that's what you enjoy, go and listen to my, go and listen to my radio show. You know, it was all for charity, part of Radio Hood's 24-hour broadcast. They raised... Over £400 for Forget-Me-Not Children's Hospice, which is amazing. So enough of my self-promo. Here's an interview with a band where one of the members is renowned for his self-promo. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. Episode 13 of Fresh From The Scene with Resist In Retrospect. listening to Fresh From The Scene with your host, Ruby Price. Welcome to Fresh From The Scene. Today's guests, plural, are the boys from Resisting Retrospect. Hello. Hello. I forgot to turn your mics on. (laughs) (laughs) The boys from Resisting Retrospect. Good to see you. (laughs) So we've got Tom. Hey. We've got Connor. Hello. We've got Jamie. Hello. And who else is in Resisting Retrospect that is not bothered to turn up? We have Uh, another Connor. uh, We have another Connor Connor with a single N this time. Uh, yeah, he's from back home, so, yeah, like an hour and a half away, but, yeah. From back home? Mm, Darlington, up north. Up north. Aye. So, for those of the people who aren't, you know, aware of who you guys are, you know, like, why don't you give a bit of a rundown who we are resisting retrospect? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we're a band from Huddersfield Uni. We've been together, what, like four years now, nearly? Uh, nearly it's four three years. And half, three, and years half. Now, yeah. three and a half. Three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah, we've... Um, We've been about on the Huddersfield scene a little bit. We've done a few gigs at Parish, Zetland, mm-hmm. um, the late hold, Zetland. <laughs> but um, we've got another gig coming up at Parish pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Radio Hub Presents, March mm-hmm. 10th. Check it out. And yeah, we've been writing an album. Yeah, uh, that's exciting. We've recently recruited a new drummer as well, so exciting stuff. We've been in this studio last few weeks. We've been in the rehearsal rooms last few days mm-hmm. getting prepared. Uh, so yeah, the... The wheels are in motion. Yeah, very excited. Uh, we've got my friend Alex, uh, who's on my course, Popular Music Production, doing the recording and mixing and possibly mastering on our album as well, actually. Uh, and he's incredibly good. Alex Cop Music on Instagram. He's great. His production chops are wild. <sighs> Massive. When Off you compare it to like, the early demos that we've got on our SoundCloud and then you like look at the stuff he's done, it's like, what? Yeah, it's night and day. Yeah, it really is. But yeah. Fun stuff, fun times. Yeah. That's all I can contribute to. Yeah. You guys have just basically <laughs> said everything. <laughs> <We've> summarized it. 
the abridged version of Resist and Retrospect. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just Resist and Retrospect. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, going to be like one of the reviews on the album. Just, yeah, just, just yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's probably worth noting that the uh, Radio Hud presents. Uh, I'll again say March tenth at Parish, um, four quid uh, for tickets. Um, it's, it's our first gig in what will be twenty five months. Mm, yeah, because we've all been away on placement year, so yeah. we've kind of been inactive for a very, very, very long time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're excited to get back. Uh, gigging, we've been wanting to do that for yeah. quite some time. It's just, it's just trying to find the right time to do it because we kind of wanted for a while to prioritize writing the album because we've been trying to write and record it since first year, but have had yeah. run into multiple failed attempts every single time. Mm-hmm. And this time, we're finally getting some progress with it. Yeah, it's mm. it's very uh, it's much more managed this time around because uh, uh, we are just going up to Alex's house to get like all the raw ideas down and then like if need be we can come to university and do vocals or like reamp guitars and everything like that so it's come, it's like it's a much more steady pace but yeah. like it's like every every day we go to his house and get stuff recorded it's like it's always something that's like significantly done there's always like significant progress on recording it uh, so yeah that's been really really great actually whenever we go up to it so big shout out again Alex uh, yeah definitely big ups to Alex I think the uh, the new producers really streamlined our process and um, focused us in sessions and, uh, mm, absolutely yeah I think you can you can tell with the quality of the recordings that we've yeah, come out yeah. with so you know how like how did uh, Resistance Retrospect get started you know you said that it was all together in your first year you know uh, yeah, so when it was like, uh, I think it's like the third week of September when everyone moves in in first year, like around the 17th. Uh, it was like, it was a few days after that, I noticed there was a, there was a couple of like Huddersfield Music Group Facebooks, uh, Facebook groups going on. Uh, and I just thought to myself, well, you know, I'm not doing anything as of immediate, so I'll just, I'll jump into a group and I'll ask around if anyone wants to do anything. Uh, and initially started out, I just posted in being like, hello, I'm wanting to form like an alt rock uh, band, just sort of... um like sort of like Muse, Biffy Claro, Foo Fighters kind of vibe. And I was like, is anyone down? And then uh, Tom commented, uh, I remember him saying, it's like, oh, I can do vocals and or guitar. And I was like, you're doing both, I've decided. <laughs> um, Jamie said, you uh, initially said guitar or bass, I believe, and yeah. then you were like, but you didn't have your bass with you. Yeah. And I was like, that's fine. And we started doing that. And then uh, our old drummer, Owen, at the time, he was also on that uh, page. And he uh, commented as well, saying I play drums. And then uh, I think it was like three weeks after that, we met up for the first time. We learned like, I remember it was like two Biffy songs, two Mew songs. It was specifically, I think, Captain by Biffy, mm-hmm. That Golden Rule by Biffy, mm-hmm. um, Time is Running Out by Muse, uh, Plug yes. in Baby by Muse, Hysteria by Muse, which was an absolute bitch to learn on bass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Everlong by Foo Fighters, which we tried once. Oh, and then, that one was a nightmare as well. Yeah, 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 we immediately gave up on it because Tom struggled to emulate Dave Grohl's, uh, I guess, raspiness. It's, it's like that yeah. growly... Uh, it's high as well. Dave yeah. Growl. Dave Growl. Dave Growl. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and then it wasn't long after that that Tom was like, oh, yeah, I've got some like originals we can do. And we were like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And... Um, so we started learning them slowly but surely. And I think uh, we spent like, I think it must have been a good five months rehearsing them uh, before we ended up doing a gig. Because I remember our first gig was at the end of May in first year. So it was after all of our hand-ins and everything. Uh, and that was our first ever gig. And it was like half covers, half originals. Yeah. 
uh, and that was really really sick and then that was like you know we spent the summer sort of like writing a couple of tunes and just sort of like keeping everything fresh and tidy then we came back in second year and did Hood Live uh, along with uh, Alex Tracy again uh, and that was really really fun but yeah it just started off as just a group of people on a Facebook group and then just meeting up a few weeks afterwards and just jamming out yeah it was fine I think it was specifically the um, it was the Hums music it, uh, was, it was the, the Hums, Hums Facebook yeah. group that we all signed up to and um, that was where it was posted. We never we nev- joined. Sat- we never joined site. Hums, but um, well, it was that Facebook group that led to the formation yeah. of this band. I remember. I remember. Like, I can't remember if I, I was like, I was kicked out due to due to like either inactivity or like not joining the. Social. Yeah, no. They, I think they kicked everyone off uh, who hadn't paid the membership for yeah. the music society. In the end. But it, it like, I but think we that got was there in time. So. Yeah, it was fine <laughs> in the end. I think it was only set up like two weeks prior was moving to uni anyway i think they'd set them up in advance to sort of like get people in and then obviously you've got like the freshers week stuff but yeah that's that's it that's how it was big shout to uh, huddersfield music society there yeah sorry we didn't join <laughs> <laughs> i mean you got what you needed and got out yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. much so you know you mentioned you've been recording with alex alex cop alex cop uh what made you go for him was it just because you know him because... it was it was because i knew him and um i worked with him in my second year uh um doing our recording module and i remember just like i remember just watching him go like uh we were sat we were sat back at his doing the mixing for the song we were doing and he was just he was on his keyboard and he was just slamming through all the pro tool shortcuts and i actually couldn't keep up <laughs> i remember looking at him going like alex what that guy's a wizard on Pro Tools. Honestly, we we still sit and watch him like uh, uh and just we're absolutely blown away by how fast he is and everything like that. And he also spent his um last year uh working at um oh it was a studio over in Lincoln. It was actually where Frank Art and the Rattlesnakes recorded uh, his last album. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex is like he, Alex is credited on that album uh, as like a uh, I think he's an assistant producer on it. So uh, when we went with him and then we came back and finally, uh, I remember messaging him the summer beforehand being like, hey, how do you feel about recording my band's album? And he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And I was like, have you got any stuff for me to go straight away? And I remember how I definitely knew I wanted him to produce it was when I sent him an original for a song that we've just finished writing and we're previewing for the first time at our next gig. Uh, And I remember I sent him that and then like not even 45 minutes later, he sent me like a new rough mix that sounded 10 times better than what I'd spent six months writing. And I was like, right now, Alex is definitely producing this album. Like, without a doubt, we're getting him on it. And he's been incredible ever since. He's just all, he's always brought, like, fresh new ideas that we just didn't even think of when we were doing it. So, yeah, we, we wanted to go with him. And it was also just easier with him being at uni with us and everything. And uh, with him being in my recording group, we can always just, I can always just go up and chat to him. And so it's, it's easy communication, easy access, and he really knows what he's doing. Yeah, and he's not just um, a good producer, he's a great musician as well, so he's not just contributing, like, production style yeah. and um, and Yeah, we're definitely going to have to give like, him some, like, um, we have given him producer rights and maybe, like, sort of, like, performance rights on, like, one or two of the songs. Maybe. Because there's, like, yeah, a little we'll bit in uh, one of the new, in the new song where he, he wrote that lead, sort of, like, dotted eight through them over the top of it, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's not me, that's Alex on that. So he's an incredible guitarist and producer as well. Yeah. He's already sorted us out. Mm. Is that the sort of, you know, when you're working with a producer, is that the sort of approach you want where they're being really hands-on and, you know, offering you guys, like, you know, things that you want to be happening? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I've worked in uh, sessions and, like, engineered stuff when I was on my placement year, 
I remember it was always really hand, handy when I was like watching my boss. He would always have a really sort of like hands on approach to like helping people out. Like, you know, sometimes he would just have his like, he would have like a MIDI keyboard and he'd be like doing songwriting stuff next to the people who'd be playing with. And he'd just be like, he'd just be taking it to a whole new level. Or like he would just be, um, he would always like take the product away when he was working on it. He would come in in his own time outside of the sessions and just like, uh, go on it as well so that was I always thought that was a really really useful approach to take when working with people it's always better to have a, like a really good level of communication as well as a hands on approach yeah I think it's just uh, it's fun and just engaging to have as many creative voices yeah, uh, involved in the process as possible really mm-hmm. um, like the the songs that we've written together are like some of our best songs and uh, just having another yeah another voice in there yeah. adds yeah. a lot I think I think it's also because, well, like, obviously all three of us are in final year at the moment and we've all got quite a lot on, like, obviously I'm station manager for Radio HUD at the moment, which you obviously were before, uh, so you know how busy that can be. Mm -hmm. Tom is currently trying to develop his own app and is also the head of music production for Radio HUD, so he's got a lot of them on his plate. And then, Connor, you've also got a part-time job to go along with your final year as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's like just any kind of extra help that we can get and an extra voice definitely saves time and helps yeah definitely get the creative juices flowing true plus we're all still doing the rock show on radio hud on a thursday so that is coming up later tonight (laughs) yeah cheeky plug we're just like constantly on air it feels like at the moment (laughs) at the 24 hour on monday and uh yeah like two shows today so Mm. yeah packed schedule yeah busy last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. definitely (laughs) i mean on the topic of radio hud like the last um actual Resisting retrospect performance was actually an acoustic performance of some songs, wasn't it? it Technically, was. yeah. yeah. yeah with I an mean, open mic. we like it's a very, very low key gig, but we did take part in the open mic night that we put on in October. We did what three songs? We did three songs. We did. Mm. Uh, we did you are the river, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, we did Moldy, Moldy, Molly Raspberry, and then How to ha- Give Up. Yeah, I think How to Give Up completely. Yeah. Yeah, we've got some really weird names for songs. So but. yeah, Moldy was one of those songs that just kind of like I think we we had like a weird title for it for so long that we just ran with it. We just kept it in the end. We were just like, ah, screw it, we'll just keep this song title. Like, I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I <laughs> love not? it. It's it's one of my favorite ones to play. Mm. Yeah, it's a very unique song title to say mm. the least. Yeah. So did the response to those songs that you played acoustically, you know, like fill you with hope for the actual full versions? Oh yeah. Um, I'd say so. There weren't actually many people that turned up to the, uh, that open mic night, so yeah. it's hard to gauge it. But I mean, everyone was there, seemed to enjoy themselves. So yeah, everyone yeah, was there. Seemed yeah, to yeah, think it went yeah. down. I know, like from previous gigs, everyone seems to love you or the river. That goes down really well. That's, that's always went well. And then yeah. we've played Moldy Raspberry and had to give up completely enough times now live in our actual gigs that people now. I'd say safely yeah. know what they are. So. Yeah, I mean, it was just nice to get performing again, really, just to prove that we can still do it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely like a confidence boost heading into our next uh, like mm. full band gig. Um, mm. You know, we remembered the songs, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> it's also really useful because it means if we ever get around to doing, like, some acoustic songs or if we ever get invited to do, like, an acoustic night, it means we can sort of, like, change genre for one night, really, and just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, let's like, let's slow things down a little. Let's make this a bit more acoustic. Kind of like what um, kind of like what Kill the Silence had done with a few of their songs. They've had some, like bedroom sessions as you're aware of everything as yeah, well. yeah I, I filmed you, those sessions yeah you filmed them yeah um 
so it's it's nice to sort of be able to have that diversity between going between sort of like alt rock like heavy pop punk kind of things to then just sort of slowing it down with acoustic versions so yeah. that's always nice yeah it's nice to uh, see how much uh, novelty you can squeeze out of one song I suppose. yeah pretty yeah. much much like because um, one of our other songs Brutal Truth which was the second song we wrote I believe it was well yeah. second song Tom brought to us we now have a running joke of how many genres can we take Brutal Truth and turn it into because <laughs> obviously it's quite I'd say it's kind of a very Nirvana-y it's, kind it's, of song it's uh, definitely our yeah. most like punk genre song yeah if uh, yeah and then, like, before we went on placement year, we decided to play around with a reggae version of it, which mm-hmm. was quite interesting. Um, and then we've been joking around, like, yesterday, I think we suggested, why not do, what was it that Connor, Connor's band oh, does? Oh, like, his other band at home was country punk. Yeah. And I was like, can we get, like, a country yeah. punk, uh, brutal truth? Yeah. <laughs> just how many genres can we make out of that one simple riff? Can we just bring a banjo for, like, that one bit of the set and just go <laughs> absolutely ham? Yeah. It's insane, but no yeah. one in our band can play banjo. <laughs> <laughs> that could be our next release after the album. It's just a whole record of uh, brutal truth in like every different style. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. yeah. down for that. <laughs> uh, br- uh, brutal truth remix EP. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> brutal truth is your new old town road. <laughs> I'd love that. I mean, I'm already fed up of old time old town road. <laughs> I was fed up with it the first time I heard it, honestly. It's really weird because I'm I'm a big fan of Lil Nas. He's actually really, really funny. He's uh, he's really young, so he kind of just knows to take everything on the chin a little bit. Uh, But Old Town Road was like, I liked it, then I hated it, and now I don't mind it. (laughs) This is kind of like... the roller coaster of emotions for a song. Yeah, uh, but that would be really cool. What's probably your most favourite gig memory that you've done? Ooh. Best gig memory. I know Jamie's worst gig yeah, memory. Yeah, the worst gig memory <laughs> is very easy to point out. Uh, but best gig but. memory... Um, I Hang know. the DJ. Hang the DJ. We had some uh, some great gigs with Hang the DJ. Yeah, yeah. we've had two with Hang the DJ. Yeah, you yeah. played the second birthday and I think the first one of like what would have been your second year? Yes. yes uh, w- yeah, um, I think so. That one, I think, had it was us. We opened and then I think it was Mahatma after us and then Alex Tracy... And then Riskers, I believe. We did play with Riskers, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because that, that was the first one we did. And then the second one was the second birthday one where we were the third band on out of six. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was a busy night that night. Yeah, that was yeah. A, that, that for me, like, like I guess my favorite gig memory is a toss up between that and the last gig we did, which was a co-headliner with Palantir at Parish with One Last yeah. Ocean supporting. I think those two... I would easily say would be our, the best gigs we've ever done, and I've had had so much fun during that. I definitely, yeah. yeah, I concur with you with that core headline gig. Actually, that was a really, really fun gig. I remember at the time, like I thought it was really, really funny because I borrowed my mate's reverb pedal because I only had like three pedals at the time, but I had like a giant wooden like pallet just with Velcro oh, yeah. on <laughs> it, yeah. and, and trying to sort of like touch the pedals between songs, like the three, the few that I had, and like between songs, I remember it was really like, because it wasn't angled, so I had to like really step over it to like actually reach them. That and I remember just giggling about that, and I know, I remember at the Hang the DJ gig uh, at Zetland, I I think I headbutted the microphone like three times <laughs> during the set, like because I was just getting really, really into it, and I was just having a fun time, and I remember three, three times I just twatted my head, because all you hear is just a... <laughs> And, and and oh, that was that was really funny in my mind. That was a really funny time. That was a really fun gig. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed um, Hard Live as well. That was a good gig. Mm. That was like the first time that we got up in front of like 
loads of people, I think. Yeah, there was quite a few people at that gig, actually, because it was like, we weren't the first, I think we were like, I think we were either the second or third one on the student stage. We were the first one on the student stage to actually have a crowd, that's what yes. I remember. Yeah, because I remember the, there was an acoustic uh, on before us, but he'd like... They, they put them on before they opened the gates, which was kind yeah. of stupid. Because Ridiculous. Like, why would you get a guy to play hard live and then just make him play for the artists that were already there? Yeah, he's only he's literally playing for the bands that are there, and that's like it. And maybe like the one or two people that had like gotten in beforehand. Uh, and I remember I was really annoyed because he was a really really good singer as well. He was, he was great. incredible. I can't remember his name because it was. He so was long called ago. Connor as well, wasn't he? Was he? I oh, might have been. Thought so. Might have it's been. Is his name going Connor Stubbs? Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. I want to say Connor Stubbs. I mean, I'll get back to you. You can look it up if you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah look it up. Um, also, yeah, that um, co-headline we did with uh, Palantir was cool because we all ended up on stage together like as yeah. a, a resisting Palantir kind of uh, combo yeah, yeah, song were, we did together. Yeah, there were stage we? afterwards. There were like, what was it, like four guitars on stage in total? Like three guitarists and you on bass? Uh, four guitarists and me on bass, yeah. Yeah, because Fred had moved over. Fred moved on to guitar, on yeah. And then Andrew kept his guitar, and then you guys kept your guitars as well. So, yeah. and I was kind of in the back with my bass. I'm like, I've got the biggest instrument here that's not a drum set, and I'm like, yeah. I've got the least amount of space. What do I and do? And Parish isn't exactly like it's not a tiny venue, but the stage isn't exactly the biggest. Like it's pretty cozy with four people. Yeah, it, it, it like let alone six. There's plenty of room for four people. Six is a push. Yeah, I remember when I went to go see Bury Tomorrow in Parish a couple of years ago, and that's like a that's a five man band. And like a sold out venue, and there were like people jumping up on stage. I think there was like twenty people on stage at one point. Jesus people like Christ. hanging off the wooden beams in Paris. It was a mental gig. It was one of the best I've ever been to. That's crazy. Nah, but yeah, definitely the core headline is one of our favorites. Absolutely, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, it was Connor Stubbs. Yeah, this guy. He's from Huddersfield. You should get him on. I, d- I don't know if he's still around. Actually, he's probably he might have graduated. Done. He's probably moved up somewhere. Mm-hmm. I imagine. But who knows? Good thing. Stubbing his tail. <laughs> oh. I'll be honest, I listened to the Alex Tracy podcast in preparation for this uh, last night and uh, all the, the the puns from that I'm like, oh no, we're going to have to I'm going to have to go through this punnery like on the committee show many years ago all over again. Yeah. It's like Vietnam flashbacks but just to Ruby Price <laughs> yeah. edition radio. Radio Hard yeah. flashbacks. Radio Hard Vietnam style flashbacks with Fortunate Son playing as the soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. You're all part of the society that's actually organising the radio presents, but like the mm-hmm. two of you are actually on the committee for like the whole thing. Yep. Um, you're playing alongside. Yeah. So we've got Brad Mack yep. along with us. We've got One Last Ocean, and we've got Valor Creek playing mm-hmm. as well. Mm. So all um, they all have ties to Radio HUD. Yeah. Um, the yeah. bands all include members or significant others of Radio HUD members. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we're keeping it, yeah. keeping it in house this time. Yeah, it does seem a bit, a bit. I guess what's the word? Uh, does, nepotism. Ne- yeah, yeah, it does. Seem, the, the, <laughs> does reek of nepotism a bit. But I mean, the logic behind it is like my vision for Radio HUD this year was all about trying to rebuild it, kind of get it back up to where we had it before, and then try and make it a bit more professional along the lines of other student radios, like say University Radio York up at York Uni, and then Lead Student Radio, because um, you look at them and they're like, wow, okay, they, they, a lot of them end up on like Radio 1 and all that. So I want to get try and set Radio HUD up so that someone can build on that in the future so we can try and get to that point. Mm-hmm. So with what we've got at the moment, I just thought 
um, well, worth discussing with Greg, our head of live events, it would probably be best if we just got bands that we could easily get and then kind of use that as a platform. And then the next time we can go back to, say, the old format where we'd mm. look further afield, get mm. someone bigger in, and uh, uh, we, you have that. But, yeah, this is all just kind of an effort to try and rebuild Radio Hud, I guess, because I think last year was it, like, the, the guys tried, but it wasn't, eh, it was a bit iffy at times from what I've saw from uh, a field from from far afield but uh, yeah they didn't do uh, quite as many events as we usually go for but um yeah mm. so we've been that's something we've been trying to push this year trying to uh, bring it back up to where it was like when we were on the committee before ruby mm. and then when you had like matt carr and uh, melissa fagan running and all that and we, we want to try and build back up to where it was then yeah um, so you know, going back to Radio Presents Radio Hood. Yep. Um, like, what what should people expect from that event? You know, like, obviously there's yourselves, but what should we? What should they expect? Um, some prog from One Last Station. That'll be yeah. there. Yeah. Um, some some fat groovy riffs and um, grooves in general from Valor Creek. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm very excited for Valor Creek. Yeah, some gonna be some big sounds coming from them. Yeah, Brad Brad Mac, just just great. Uh, songwriting, Great song fantastic writing. lyrics. He's got his charisma with him. Mm-hmm. Charismatic yeah. performance. Yeah, that's uh, Brad Max's signature. Mm. Brad Max, the one artist on that lineup who I'd not heard of before like, really? seeing it. Oh, he's yeah. great. Do you know yeah. Box Tellies? Yes. Yes, he's in Box Tellies as well. He, All right. Yeah. yeah. We originally had Box Tellies on the lineup, but they had to drop out because of a scheduling conflict. But um, Brad let me know and he said, right, okay, uh, if, if it's okay with you, I will step in. I will make sure that we have someone on the lineup so eventually he's got i think from the plan is he's going to do his solo stuff but he's going to do it with a with a someone else so it's a bit more than just acoustic so Mm. i can't remember the exact style if it's going to be it's either going to be twin guitars like boothroyd or it's going to be guitar and drums so kind of like a royal blood kind of setup but yeah uh, just guitar and bass i mean guitar and drums not bass and drums Mm just does a Charlie Hula and brings out a surprise band halfway through the set. That would <laughs> that be cool, great. yeah. That would be really sick, actually. I mean, don't get me wrong, the sound engineer might absolutely hate him. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it would be really, really cool to do. I yeah. The sound engineer would probably be in on it. <laughs> yeah. They arranged that. Yeah, as long as it's arranged, it wouldn't be so bad. Just like It's only a surprise to the people who aren't in mm, the know. Yeah. Basically, cool. you've got to just come to the gig and find out March 11th. 10th. March 10th. Oh, I've done it now. <laughs> yeah. March 10th. There you go. That, Mar- that, that's for your editing. March 10th. March 10th. March 10th. Four quid on the parish website. You mm-hmm. can get tickets there. 10th of March. So, you know, like, obviously you mentioned that when you were getting together, like you listed like Foo Fighters um, mm-hmm. like, and a load of alt-rock like, bands. You know, like, what, what have been the artists you know, like, have inspired the writing behind the album that you've been doing? Oh, right. Ooh. Biffy's the big one, right? We yeah. were all big Biffy fans before we got together. So that, that was the was main like, thing. Yeah. That was a connective tissue in between us. Yeah. I think the one thing that kind of makes us kind of stand out, I guess, is that all of, like while we have, like, I guess, like, in terms of our influences, you can kind of picture it like a Venn diagram. Yeah, so we've all got very different influences. We've each. all got different influences, but we all have a few bands like Biffy Clyro and Muse in common. It's like, for me personally, I've, I've got a heavy metal background, obviously. I've got, mm-hmm. like, I'm coming from bands like Metallica, In Flames, Black Sabbath, Iron mm-hmm. Maiden. So all of the kind of classic bands and kind of modern melodic uh, bands like, yeah, uh, Trivium, 
and Bolt by Valentine. So I've got all those kind of influences. Yeah, uh, you've or more for like me, it's, com- it's pop, definitely like a sort of like it's like a pop punk and prog for me. Definitely, yeah. it's like I listen to a lot of like. I like metal as well because it's like me and you both listen to a lot of like While She Sleeps. Yeah. Uh, with this record, I've definitely taken sort of like with a couple of the songs, I've definitely taken like a lower than Atlantis approach to some of them, like um, the new one that we got coming out. Uh, um, one of the other ones as well sounds very uh, very similar to Superhero by LTA. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, mm, that's airing on the sort of like edge of copyright, but we'll work it out. Uh, it's definitely more sort of like a sort of like state champs broco lta approach to some of the songs that i've written yeah uh and with tom it's like it's something a slightly bag. completely different <laughs> well, i'm an indie boy at heart so mm. um yeah all the great 2000s indie bands that's uh that's my thing really but more recently i've got more into prog and math rock uh stuff with weird weird rhythms and stuff mm-hmm. but, um yeah, yeah kind yeah. of indies indies the direction that i like to push my creativity with our project anyway because mm. math rock's too hard to do oh yeah <laughs> it's as too hard to do live it. right as much as i adore it it's it was really weird because then we've we're one of the songs that we've been writing it's got a like it's got like a weird tapping rhythm for me in the chorus and i'm looking at it mm. going why have i written this <laughs> why have i written something that i'm never going to be able to play live this is incredible <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's a massive massive mixed bag for like everyone and but it's it's also really nice because it means that like um, talking about sort of like how the album is, it's like it's a big split of like genres between yeah. like songs. We quite like to keep it sort of like there's a there's a very distinctive sound behind each one, but like each song has a different influence on it or like yeah. a different style. And I really mm. really like that approach. Yeah, I could definitely say that. Like one of the songs we've written, which is I think it's codenamed Winter One at the moment. Yes, I've tried to. Not to be confused with Winter Wonderland. Yeah, not no. Winter Wonderland. No, it's called Winter One at the moment. Um, it's got a very Stone Sour House of Golden Bones influence to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know How to Give Up Completely, Tom wrote the day after we saw Vukovi in Leeds in 2017. Yeah. So it's got quite a big Vukovi vibe to it. Definitely. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. And it also, the title sounds a little bit like a Radiohead song, but the song doesn't sound like that song. No, no, no it's, it's, it's a very bouncy slappy bass riff which um is a bit um, of a problem as i can't really slap bass so tom kind of <laughs> dug me a hole there but... <laughs> Sorry, <man. laughs> um yeah we, we, we I, i'm able to manage it so yeah get through it yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to learn how to had to do slap bass properly it's just, yeah it's, it's just uh trying to get my thumb so it doesn't actually cut yeah the there's, a cer- there's a certain that. way of like doing it which is like um it stops it from like hurting as well out of that and just like years of doing uh, yeah, it yeah do there'll it be a youtube t- tutorial thumb. online somewhere oh, yeah, oh, i've watched plenty YouTube. of youtube tutorials on yeah. it <laughs> so it's just a mixed bag of artists um influ- each influencing one individual song but somehow we've tr- with the album with the way we formatted it we've tried to make it make it away so that all kind of flows seamlessly yeah, yeah. so we're working on uh so I think we can we can talk about it a little bit. We can yeah. divulge what's going on. We're wanting to release... Uh, it's a 16-track album, but four of those are interludes. Uh, so it's like... Uh, it, it's, it's a big bit, one. Yeah, yeah. It, it's split into like four different sections, the album, yeah. basically, and they each sort of like lead into one another. We've been working, as well as on rehearsals, when we've been recording at home, uh, we've been working on how to sort of like seamlessly transition those. And then we've been, I've been telling Alex about the ideas we've got, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's really, really cool. Uh, so it's just a matter of like worming it all in basically but we 
have found a way. We've like organized how the album's going to go, and we have found a way to streamline it. It's just a matter of getting it on, on paper, per se. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, we, we've got this kind of um, cyclical concept that we've been toying with, um, like the idea that you could play the album on repeat and it still makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the end of the album's going to loop background to the beginning of the album and yeah. then it's going to flow continuously through um, and provide something of a story to uh, mm-hmm. to yeah. engage with. Like That's could, what we're hoping for. You could jump on, on board the ride of the album at any point and then you can get off um, just before where you get started and it's you've basically just gone in a full circle and right yeah. exactly yeah. yeah and also it's designed to keep the people listening mm-hmm. <laughs> so they never stop listening the story never ends you just set up a stream farm somewhere for Apple, yeah. Apple Music and yeah. Yeah. yeah that's just going to be Radio Hard after we leave it's just our album on, on loop <laughs> yeah we're going <laughs> to we're going to put all the songs on the auto DJ yeah they can never just escape summer, just like, right, no one's going in the studio we've taken the keys yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just popping in for a few minutes it won't be long I just need to drop something on the computer it just uploads the whole album <laughs> yeah deletes everything else mm-hmm. deletes all the 1012 songs or so on the autoplay and just replaces it with 16 uh, ones recorded in 2020 yeah someone's it. like sat downstairs <laughs> someone's like sat in the SU and they're doing work and I'm like I'm sure I've heard this song before I'm sure, like, I'm sure this song's already been played they like, just put like 30 versions of Brutal Truth on there <laughs> <laughs> yes. that's the extended edition yeah. <laughs> oh man I mean, it's got to beat Killers FM. Oh, yeah. Oh, got, it's got to beat Killers yeah. FM. Killers, no, Killers FM were the golden ages of Radiohood. <laughs> I stand by that. For context, um, back in my day of Radiohood, uh, Tom was in charge of putting music on the system and decided to put almost the entire discography of the Killers on the playlist. What better discography to choose? To the point that someone on Twitter called us out on it and said, aren't you just turning into Killers FM a bit? It was fair point, to be fair. I scaled back the Killers operation after that. Mm, but yeah. there's still a few uh, select tracks that pop up every now and then. Yeah. We, we've now got new software at Radio Hard that can prioritise um, like newer um, additions to the playlist. So it's pretty nice because you can set it up to do like an old one and then a new one and then a new one again. And then a jingle or something when mm. it's on shuffle. So we've got like a way better selection from yeah. the playlist now. So essentially what you can do is flick through between Wonderful, Wonderful and Sam's Town over and over again. <laughs> Theoretically. Wonderful, Wonderful is not going near my playlist. It's Hot Fuzz and Sam's Town that he's going to be flicking through. <laughs> oh, I'm in complete agreement with that, yes. Two of the best Killers albums. Definitely. Sam's Town for me all the way. That's another influence that definitely pays through on your side as well. There's definitely something oh, yeah. like with a lot of the sort of melodic stuff. Uh, like with, um, a bit like with Strike a Match and everything like that, there's definitely a more Killers vibe to a couple of them. Yeah, no, I've, I've always been a huge Killers, Killers yeah. fan. Ever since uh, Samstown came out. And Falls. And Falls. And Falls. Oh, I love Falls. Yeah. Great stuff. Falls, Killers, Biffy, and load of random math rock bands that you wouldn't know. Mm. <laughs> I mean, whilst we're talking about Biffy then, I guess, like, what do you think of the new Biffy song? Oh, right. Do you I want think- to start? I think it's far from... Well, the thing is, this is coming from someone who didn't mind Ellipsis. Like, I know you two are very... No, I, 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 you're I, okay I, I'm with I'm okay it. with Ellipsis, it's, except for one song. It's yeah. Tom that's a bit very anti-Ellipsis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're definitely, like, Puzzles era Biffy, I think. Uh, I'd go earlier than that. Yeah. Vertigo of Bliss is Vertigo my favourite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it as much. I think it's really good. I think the synth during the chorus sounds really, really nice. I think that's, like, my favourite part of it. Yeah. Um... But it's okay. I'm kind of hoping the rest of the album's not 
entirely like that. Especially because I believe we all saw them at the same year at Leeds. Well, I went to Leeds, you two went to Reading. Yeah. It was before we all knew each other, actually, weirdly enough. It was the summer before we all met. Yeah. Like, who would have known that, like, literally about a month and a half after we all saw Biffy Claro at that festival, we would have all been at a band together. I know, right? Which is really weird. The other weird thing, like, and again, it's straying off topic, but Tom and I have been to quite a few gigs that's sort of the same gigs, but before we've even met, like, you, because we both went to Foo Fighters at Milton Keynes in 2015. We did. Um, did you also go to Reading in 2015? Yes. Yep, we were both there as well, so... Mm. It's like we've that we've, was a busy week. We may have crossed paths at some point, but we never actually properly met until uni, which is yeah. a bit weird. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So uh, back to Biffy. Um, my thoughts on it are like, it's 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 still a good song. It's just from Biffy, I'd kind of wanted a bit more, I guess, guitar based because um, it's like synth wise to get that live. They're gonna have to get the like the their session synth uh, synth player to play it off stage, but. Um, I'm with the hope of two things. Firstly, that when they play that live, it's going to be a lot heavier, as there's a lot of rock bands that do, like, that one synth song. It mm. always ends up a he- bit heavier live. And then, secondly, they've suggested in other interviews this week that the entire album is not going to be like that, is that the rest of the album's going to be kind of like the Resistant Retrospect album, which is going to be a mixed bag of different genres. So yeah. I'm with the hope that there's going to be something a bit heavier, well, for, for me at least, somewhere on the album when it yeah. eventually comes out. Kind of like how uh, In the Name of the Wee Man was on the Ellipsis album, yes. which is like easily the heaviest Great song tune. on that album, but also probably the best. That's it. That and um, Animal, is it Animal Style? That's Animal Style, I yeah. quite like that one as well. It's a good tune. And Wolves of Winter, because they opened with it at yeah. that festival. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm in agreement with you, actually, with that whole sounding heavier live thing. There's been quite a few bands that I saw. I, went, I, I saw Fall Out Boy that year, and they did some songs off like American Beauty, American Psycho, which when you listen to it on its own, isn't particularly a heavy album, but when they play it live, they definitely sort of like rock it up a little, and that's what made me like that album. I like I didn't like it, then I heard it live and then I liked it. Mm. Um following on to that point, that also reminds me another band that was like that. Remember back in when we were in when you were in Radio Hard when uh, when Anna Shikari released the sites yeah. and I was a bit skeptical about it. Yeah, I waited until I saw them live and it sound obviously sounds a lot heavier mm. live and that made me fall in love with the album a bit more. So yeah. it's like definitely like there's always gonna be like a heavier sound live compared to what actually is in the album, I think. Yeah, abso- oh, absolutely. Mm. I mean, I liked the sights from the get go. Yeah. Oh, like, same. I'm fully aware that a lot of Enter Shikari fans think the sights is, you know, like the worst Enter Shikari album yeah. in history. Yeah, that's, yeah, because I don't, I, oh, my favorite Shikari album definitely lies with Common Dreads, but Flash Flood is Common like, Dreads is. is like, Flash Flood is so like, it's literally second by like a tiny margin mm. flash flood I definitely get that whole feeling because I remember when the sites came out and I was like you I was like oh this album's going to be fucking phenomenal I'm really excited for it uh, and all the uh, I definitely liked the a lot more melodic approach that Rouse took to sort of like uh, songwriting it's it's all well and good being able to sort of like scream about stuff but when you're like in your late 20s early 30s it's kind of like and you've been doing it for like 10 years already it's a bit like you you definitely want to stay sort of like fresh yeah, and I really, I really admire that. And Shikari has always found a really good way to stay fresh whilst always sounding incredible. Dreamers Hotel is definitely like one of my favorite songs I've released mm. so far, mm. and um, I'm really excited for. I'm hoping I go see them in April. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm aiming for the April. Yeah, it will be my sixth time seeing it for my ghost even in April, so I'll be really excited for that. It's Tom, we missed your opinion on the Biffy song. Mm, yes. Um, yeah, so I'm like a much bigger fan of the older Biffy uh, catalogue, to be honest. Like, first three albums, uh, Black and Sky, Vertigo, Bliss, Infinity Land, is where it's at for me. I just really enjoyed, like, the maximalism they put into their composition on those records. Like, it's so kind of crazy and like weird the way that they link ideas together in that music it seems kind of unconstrained by the the norms of uh other genres that were going on at the time somehow uh whereas now i, I feel like some of the songs are a little more simplistic a little more radio friendly which kind of makes sense for them to do as they uh progress but yeah i just didn't really enjoy ellipsis that much apart from in the name of the wee man i think that's a great song but the other ones were just too pop for me. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where they go with the new record. I think the new track's fine, but it's just not as... Um, it's not pushing the boundaries as hard as they have done in the past, I think, like, composition-wise. So back onto Resistant Retrospect rather than Biffy Clyro. Mm. Um, You've mentioned this new album a lot. Like, when do you think we might hear something from it? Uh, Very good question. <laughs> we're hoping to uh, release a, like a few singles, uh, potentially April time. Yeah. And then uh, drop the album at some point, probably more towards the end of May. Yeah. Beginning of June at the very latest, depending on, obviously, when you're going through like streaming services, so you've got to give them so much notice before you actually put mm. the song up. Like I think Spotify recommends a month beforehand, something or around that time, depending on how many you're releasing. Right. Uh, they usually say like with like a month or so at the very latest, um, just so they can get all the tracks ready, all the streaming qualities, all up to like the standard and everything like that. Uh, but we're definitely aiming for, and then uh, like end of May at the very latest. But Alex yeah. said that that's plenty of time to work yeah. on everything. Yeah, because I'd say we're yeah. we're roughly like this is going to sound a bit bad, but it's not, I could say we're probably I'd say we're on a quarter of the way through recording. Mm. And that seems a way off, but we've all—that's only through like three sessions. I was gonna say, yeah, we've we like in the in the three sessions that we've had with Alex, we've gotten shitloads. Yeah, three sessions of about two hours each. So mm. it's like we've got there's still plenty of time that we can go in for possibly longer days or more days throughout the week, and then we can get that done really quickly. Yeah, so. yeah, especially with like. Um, if we do drop a couple of singles in April, obviously it's we've still got hand-ins and everything like that, but we have got like three or four weeks off for Easter. Um, and I don't know about you, I'm not going home. I've got far too much to do. Yeah, me too, man. I'm probably going to stick around through Easter. Mm, so I don't know, Alex isn't really going to be going home much as well. Uh, so I reckon in April, it would just be a matter of finishing touches and the mixing process. Who knows? We might actually do like, if we still have time, we might do like a... Like I think we chatted about it before, we'll do like a little album preview, or like yeah. an a, like an album highlight on like a radio show. Yeah, we might just turn the Radio Hard Rock show into a whole album playthrough and commentary show. Yeah, like a um, what when they do like the when they like live, not like live streamer, but like they go like live on like in, listening party. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Well, like we'll just play each song. We'll talk about like our reasons behind lyrics and stuff. Could get um, Alex and Connor in on it as well if oh, they're absolutely. around. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Sick. they'd be really good to have on it as well. Uh, yeah. We'll definitely um, stay tuned to Radio Hud Rock Show mm. seven till nine on a Thursday night. RadioHud.com. We'll be uh, like previewing some tracks and that at some point. So yeah, definitely. Uh, See, my self promotion tactics have rubbed off on other people now. <laughs> I was literally about to say, like, you know. I know. I mean, I have it now. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Also, the gig. March 10th. <laughs> yeah. 
we're going to play some songs. So if you want to hear some songs, do come along. Mm-hmm. Parish, uh, around 7 p.m., I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like seven, half seven, doors open. Yes, Radio Hub presents. Doors open seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. And um, we hope you will be too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my next question was going to be like, if there's anything else you guys want to plug. <laughs> oh, I think we're good for that. <laughs> well, they're yeah. all good. Oh, yeah, I released an app this week. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there. Feel free to. Check it out, tomdoors.co.uk slash blockboy. That's T-O-M-D-A-W-E-S dot co dot U-K slash B-L-O-C-K-B-O-I. There will be a link in the description. Mm. <laughs> link in description. Uh, I'm working on a little solo instrumental EP that's been uh, in the works for a while. I just need to... Two of the songs are written and recorded. I just need to sort of like remix them a little bit. I'm not happy with a couple of things. One of them's like three quarters recording. One of them needs recording. But that EP, hoping to release sometime around the end of June as well, uh, that's going to be called Atlas. And that's going to be like just four songs of looped guitar and reverb on everything. <laughs> Boothroid. Boothroid, yeah. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, that's my plug for anything I'm releasing. I guess my plug is just listen to Radio HUD. Because I don't have anything extra else going on besides running the society, so just tune in to RadioHard.com. At, we're, the schedule's about half full, so just go on, look at the schedule, see what any shows on, um, see what one picks your fancy, and just tune in and listen. So if people want to find Resisting Retrospect online, yes, where do they go? Because we've been plugging this at the end of every show, and yet no one does it. Um, uh, so it's uh, let, let, let me get the official fi- the official. If you search it, if you search in on Facebook, you'll find if you put in resisting retrospect, uh, will come up. Uh, same with uh, Instagram, I believe. But I think is there we've got a SoundCloud as well. We also have a SoundCloud. Yes, that's the same with the SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com/rnr. So just R I N R. Yeah, yeah, that's that. that's our SoundCloud. That's where, I mean, it's currently full of our demos. Is how we our SoundCloud is how we like yeah. send stuff to each other. It's kind of like oh, I've just dropped it on the SoundCloud. We can listen to it. It's kind of just a listening platform but then once everything is recorded we will take everything off and put the proper releases on yeah it's continually renewed mm-hmm. yeah and um not that we use the twitter page that much but at, at rnr band on twitter mm-hmm. we've only got 16 we're, we're one of those bands that follows more people than we have followers at this point so yeah. we could really the best do kind of band. That. Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah uh I'd say more than anything, give us a like on Facebook because we've got, I think, less likes on Facebook than mm-hmm. most uh, Huddersfield bands. So we really and need that sweet promotion. We will also be setting up a YouTube page uh, to put all of our songs on and everything as well, I believe. Yes. Uh, uh, to be announced on that, but I will set that up very soon for us, actually. Sweet. Resist and Retrospect on Facebook, uh, R&R on SoundCloud, and R&R Band on Twitter. Yeah. Hmm. And check out Rubes, wherever you're listening at the moment. Mm. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for the plug, Tom. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so, yeah, like I hope the gig goes really well. Thank and you. I hope that the actual remaining 75% of the album recording goes really well. Cheers. Yeah, Thank, thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you for coming on the podcast. No worries. Thank yeah, you thanks for having us. It's been great. You're listening to Fresh From The Scene with Ruby Price. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, share it on social media, leave a review, all of that jazz. You can find links to everything that the boys decided to plug in the description below. You can also find links to the Fresh From The Scene social media in the description. If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at FFTScene. That's F-F-T-S-C-E-N-E. Or you can find me on Twitter at Rubes, R-U-U-B-E-Z. Or, you know, Instagram 
at rubes001. All of that aside, I hope you have a good week and I will see you in the next podcast. Thank you very much. Goodbye.